Welcome to the Boston's Big Four podcast. New news about music and sports every week, sometimes. Welcome back. Boston's Big Podcast episode, whichever at this point, but we're cl- getting close to 100. <laughs> so whichever. I thought it was 93. Episode it's negative probably 12. 93. It's probably 93. Episode probably 93. It actually is most likely 94. Word. Because um, I think Lomel was 93. Shout out Lomel. We said Riggs was 93, but he was actually 92. Shout out Riggs. It's getting a little confusing. Shout out Riggs. Honestly, but shout out Lomel. Towards 100, so shout out Boston's Shout out Jennifer. Shout out Riggs. Shout, shout, out out Jen. shout out Jen, my mom. She made the chicken wings. Shout out Larry. Shout, shout out Larry as well. Shout um, out Jay Lawrence. The whole shout thing. out to Hero the MC. Yo, thanks, Dude, Hero the MC. I'm right here. here. Shout out to Hero the Hero MC. The, yo, did you know he was here? I just noticed. I've been but there also, a while. <laughs> this is an unconventional intro. We're ex- extra excited right now because this is now like our chase episode. We were testing the waters of the yeah. in person. We had a couple zoomies after that. Zoomies. Here we are. We're back in the basement. Back in Backed the basement. Up. It's official. Loving it, unmasked. Get uh, your vax, please. Our step and repeat, as it's called. Yeah, the step and repeat. We actually got to probably expand that too. I'm like, let's. I'm excited. I'm excited. So man. many things. We got here the MC here, and Hello. he has a new album out. I did that. He yes. just dropped a few days ago. I dropped a project on Sunday called Polyvinyl Chloride. Um, you may have questions about why it's titled that, but it is a collaboration with me and European boom bap producer Wax 100. Um, I think it testifies to the uh, the power of YouTube beats. It's just going through YouTube and looking at beats and being like, holy shit, this guy's fucking dope. That's I need it. I need all of it. I need all of it right now. And that's what I was like. I was yeah. like, dog, like, I need this right now. So I got nine tracks and we fucking rocked it. Hell yeah. Um, I've never met him, but he's a cool dude. And he's from England. He's from somewhere over, over, over the pond. And we were just talking about how... You know, Europeans love the they love East Coast boom bap, nineties yeah. East Coast boom bap, which is obviously your specialty. Definitely, definitely. So linking up with a, a producer from that area, definitely huge for uh, for you for your oh yeah growing no, your fan base. It, it it's a super extension of 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 fan base. I mean, I'm already getting fucking people messaging me in different languages. Word. So it's it's oh, that's, it's, it. that's awesome. it's cool. It's like, sure, woohoo! I just send them a thumbs up. Um, <laughs> Because that's because that's universal language. Yeah. Thumbs up. Yeah. What, oh, what'd you say? As long as their intentions are pure, yes. you're not asking to send any money. No. Things like that. Please. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am a. I am a Dubaian prince. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I don't know. Sometimes those. I need you to send. I need you to send me your bank information so they can free me. Yeah. Please marry me quick, <laughs> just so it's like official. Uh, the project <laughs> is called Polyvinyl Chloride because you might be familiar with PVC. As as the of course as yeah the, the pipe as the contractors call it, <laughs> uh, it is the main ingredient used to create vinyl records. What? Um, and and as okay. far as my thought, that's process, actually news to me. I didn't know it was the me. same material. As that far as my well. thought process of making that, I just said, well, his name's his name's fucking wax. You know mm. what's uh oh love that. What are vinyl records oh. made out of? When I did that's maximum, I dropped maximum carnage of Jan- January in 2020, which was a collaboration between me and 16 Bit Spit. So my thought shout pro- out 16 Bit Spit, shout, shout out 16 Big Spit, yes. shout out producer, shout out 16 Bit Spit. Right? Yeah, I think 16, I uh, 16 Bit Spit. Let's go. Woo. Hitman, <laughs> Hitman, Hitman's wife's bodyguard. Yes. What? Um, no, that's a YouTube ad. You guys don't understand it. Okay. I I have YouTube Premium. 
Oh, I wish I had you. The ads are getting fucking stupid. Flexing real quick on but, the podcast. But, but Boston's I, Big Four. I do too. I wasn't gonna say but, anything. But but what I what I was saying was I'm Hero, the MC, and he's 16 bit spit. What are some superhero games on a 16 bit console? The Super Nintendo, Super Contra, and the and the and the only superhero game that isn't like a direct title like Spider Man or Batman or whatever is a game called Maximum Carnage. Oh. So that's kind of how we came up with that name. Uh, but polyvinyl chloride is kind of the same process where um, it's it's just what what can we combine with me and the and the producer that kind of that kind of makes it a little bit of a, a little That's bit dope. of us both. So your titles are always kind of well thought out. Yeah, I refuse to have album titles like Determination, the Hero or, EP, or or like <laughs> Heroes and Villains, or yeah, like stupid yeah. shit like that. It's it's because I remember the the eighth letter one was def- there was a lot of thought that went into that. Too. Super 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 well thought. I mean, for starters, the eighth letter that's the letter H. I'm super Rakim. I'm super inspired by by Rakim, the eighteenth yep. letter. Um, Guru is the uh, Guru has been has called himself the seventh letter man, and he is. He may he rest in peace, but he is my all time favorite rapper of all time, and yes. um, and and I knew that I had to pay homage to sort of everyone everyone I love in hip hop that has passed and is still with us on that project. Big facts. Big facts. Uh, yeah, that facts. that project's fire. The new project is amazing. Oh, it's I, killer. I mentioned it's not about anything. It's just fucking it's just bars. bars. It's just bars. But I mentioned earlier well, we that bars. you sound even more aggressive on this project. Like I felt the hunger when I listened to it. I'm like, "Damn, he sounds pissed off." What are you pissed off about? I'm I, Okay. <laughs> um I'm sick of whack promoters. Yep. I'm sick of uh I'm just sick of a bunch of stupid shit in this in this hip hop industry like people leaving Bo- like people leaving New England and not represent like getting too mm. big for the for the culture and there's no there like a foundation is not going to built it's not going to get built or stay built if you build it and leave you know Correct. so even if you build a foundation and then leave it's not it's not going to exist without you Correct and yeah we say that a lot and that's unfortunately something we see a lot with artists blowing up and and leaving but uh yeah, that's that's good to have that mentality that, you know, obviously you're doing everything you can to build up the local scene. Oh, yeah. You got um, the bars over bars thing. The bars over bars brand, it might not be as huge as I think it is in my brain. Um, it's it's pretty, huge. It's, it's growing. It's growing. Basically. Whatever you um, think it is in your brain, that's where it's going. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the the goal with bars over bars, and and it's something that, that people have asked me, like, like what's your goal? And like my answer was like, oh, I just like throwing shows. But the goal, literally, as of right now, and I've said this on on a few podcasts over the last couple months. But the goal is to build a foundation in New England for New England artists to succeed. Yeah, uh, that's basically what you were saying before. Yes, throwing shows. I have it's it. Like I have it. it. I have it. I have it more well worded. So now it sounds important. It sounds wise. Mm. Um, but basically, we've thrown thirty eight. In-person shows, completely free for the artists since COVID started. Um, We're on track to do seven shows this month. Uh, We're on track to have our 50th show in August. Uh, We're actually going to Portland, Oregon in August to participate in their hip-hop week. Um, And that that is not a East Coast versus West Coast thing because that is not how my company will succeed. This is yes. purely showing Portland hip hop the idea of of how to throw good shows, but under a bars over bars name. And they have really good shows over there. The bars over bars thing is not let's take New England everywhere. It's let's take hip hop everywhere and let's show places how a hip hop show can be thrown. Absolutely. 
Um, I mean, you've you sort of formulated this. This was pre-pandemic, right? And then you it was, but I had no idea what I what I wanted it to be at the time. And now we're live. Every event we throw is live stream because why shouldn't it be? Right. It yeah. fully documents the experience. Um, plus, I mean, artists are like, oh, I need video, but like, video's right there, dog. Plus, I mean, right now we're getting three hundred ish views of live stream, which I think is a lot. Um, for a live stream, yeah. For a live stream, Definitely. yeah. Uh, but, and, and it varies. Like some people stay the whole time. Some people tune in for a second. But it's it's we get three hundred views a live stream. Yeah. Um, that reach is crazy because Paul, Paul Pierce only got three hundred views on his live stream of him with all those strippers where he was smoking weed. So <laughs> yeah, when when we were talking to Superstar <laughs> Snuck, he was saying this about his uh, like having like live stream shows and stuff. He was saying that I guess yeah. That is the type of traffic that's hard to get because he's seen celebrity you see people celebrities that can't with like get a million followers that don't get a lot of views on their yeah. live stream, or they're just dropping rapidly the second you get in because no I, one cares. I think it helps that, um, like for instance, we do a show on Wednesday that I just titled the Wednesday podcast or the Wednesday live stream, and we just we play music submissions and we play mm-hmm. new music, and I try to gather a list of new music, and we always a guest, so half the music is is so we usually play about twelve songs. So a guest will send me six songs. Three of them will be songs that they're participating in, whether they produce, featured, or it's their own song. And the other three that they send me are just local people that they're not involved in. Because that I love that, that gives me music that, that they fuck with mm. and music that they're involved in. And then I, I pick six songs that just either came out or got sent to me or something like that. We play that every Wednesday. And, and I make a flyer for it, too, and tag all the artists. So... Every time we have a show, we have new people tuning in and people sharing that flyer, and and I think that helps build build traction because it's not just about Paul Pierce with strippers, it's about we're playing people's music on air to an audience of three hundred people. Yeah, yeah, completely for free. That's important, and that's something that I think there's not always some place obvious places to turn to. I think for like especially new artists, you just have to kind of look around and if there are people doing this is like so essential to basically the industry and i i we see um i see where your head's at and i love it i just yeah. love doing that yeah every event we throw is live streamed um and i'm saying this again because because why why shouldn't it be the traction online you can get is is so much more than you could get in person and i hate saying that but that's but that's the truth oh, the absolutely. world the world is all digital and and it helps us reach people that live hours away from an event or live days away from an event or something like that. Who just, who are fans of us yep. who want who want to catch it. And I had this one dude tell me that like his, his dad couldn't come to a show cause he was sick or like, like really sick in the hospital. And he got to watch his son perform for the first time on live stream. And this shit like broke my heart yeah. because I realized awesome. like the shows we do are so accessible to, 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 they, they can be so impactful for somebody even, even just on a screen. Yeah, and it, it's not like shitty audio on an iPhone. We're not doing Instagram Live. This is Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube all at the same time, Damn. and um, and it's high quality video and direct audio. So so this is like this is like versus stuff. Shout out your graphics card. What are you using? Is oh. it like an Elgato or something? <laughs> no, it's um, it's nothing. It's a four hundred dollar laptop. My my ex girlfriend bought me for Christmas. Wow! Shout out God hardware. Damn. That's unbelievable. Um, it's okay. Um. And then we also live stream seven days a week with something that I am trying to coin as hip hop television. It's it's content dedicated to uh, artist network discovery, education, and and just it's it's designed to give artists 
pure feedback, which is something that's hard to get. Because if I send music to a homie, he's just going to send me back a fire emoji. Mm. But like, if you send me a song for the Wednesday stream, I'm going to tell you what I liked, what I didn't like, how you can fix stuff. Like, even oh, if it's just simple okay. shit, like you're doing some Kato stuff. Even if it's great even too. if it's shit that's just like, yo, man, like the mixing is a little off, or like maybe put an ad lib here, mm. and it's 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 just shit to help to help artists get better. And most of them don't take it personally. Some of them do because I artists mean, are known to be a little egotistical, but for sure, it's yeah, that is a, a double edged sword because it obviously is. you want to be proud of your stuff and be able to stand up for it, but you need to be able to take criticism because it's valid a yeah, lot too. a lot yeah. of the time. You know, sometimes I get songs and they're good, but they're just not for me, and I'll say that like right. it's yeah. just not for me i don't have an opinion on it completely but sometimes i get songs and i'm like dog this is garbage but mm. i'll be like this is why it's garbage because that's important right yes that's important why is it garbage yeah anything constructive because yeah it, also if you tell people that something sucks and don't give any context then yes then you're it, just a dick <laughs> it is offensive in in some ways i can see why someone would be offended by that despite the fact that maybe it does need work and this person doesn't know exactly how to explain to you but it doesn't sound right you know there's Yes. Definitely things that artists need to be used to, I guess, especially if you're coming up. So I guess that's just good advice in general. Yeah, we've done so. the Wednesday show, uh, which is coming, which we just wrapped up our 28th episode on Wednesday night. That's our longest running. Um, on Fridays, we do something called Check the Recipe, which is sort of like a genius lyrical breakdown podcast that I host because ah. I was sick of watching genius episodes where like the backpack kid just comes on and says flossing and for 20 minutes and he has to Dude. explain what flossing means yeah. and I'm just yes. like and I'm just like what oh if we did God. genius but in a podcast but it didn't feature lyrics that suck yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's my thought process that's to unbelievable that. those genius videos are how ridiculous. is that not a thing genius yeah. you're, you're really goofed because that's well, so funny yeah I, I mean, I think I think about this shit. You know already what they're saying. You know, yeah. it doesn't make sense. Like, let's hear a little pump explain Gucci Gang. Like, yeah. what like, is he talking about? Like, I think Pop Smoke. I don't like his music, but I think he is a very talented guy. Yeah. But does Welcome to the Party really need a lyrical breakdown? No, this is what I'm saying. No. Right? Yeah, it's not like, at and, all. And there's a lot of great and, songs that don't and, need lyrical breakdown. And um, is that something that Pop Smoke paid for to get on Genius, or did Genius need the Pop Smoke cosign? Mm. These are like, 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 was genius Politics. like, genius was like, or was Pop Smoke like, yo, I got this song, like, I want to promote it, I want to do a breakdown. They're like, okay, like, but well, we need this, this, and this, and this. Or were they just like, hey, man, like, your song's blowing up. Can we get you on this platform to help push us? I don't know what it is, but I couldn't. I but think I, it was probably the second one. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, does the backpack kid need a lyrical breakdown? Who's the backpack kid? I don't think The Flossin so. kid. I don't know who you're talking about, honestly. Whatever. <laughs> I want. I know what you're saying, and yeah. I want bars to be dissected, not like just. Does a story Doja Cat told. need her song "Moo" no. dissected? There's, there's a lot of songs, and no. they're not. Doesn't mean they're bad songs, but there's a lot of songs okay. that don't need to be dissected. What are some songs? Do you think like? Do we have any off the top of our head locals that we're shouting out right now that should be dissected on this show? That should be dissected. Yeah, local people. I mean, there's a lot on the spot would, right now. Paranon, like, okay, what, his verses. I that's true. He would have a great one, actually. Paranon should shout be out Paranon. Hit me up. That's shout out Paranon. That's the first one, the first one that came to mind because his verses are like deep and complex. And I'm yes, like, I would love to hear him. We talk should do that, dude. Verses. Wait, how, can can we guest on this? Yeah, it's all virtual, dude. We're gonna guest on this. Uh, guest on check the recipe. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for this. I want to be in on one of these sessions. Yeah, this is exciting. Let's do it. Um, Sorry, Other, remind us again. What is what is the name of that show? That show is called Check the Recipe. Check the Recipe. We normally do it on Fridays, but um, if we have a live stream show, that takes priority. 
So if we have a show okay. on Friday, that doesn't take place. We've only done eight episodes to check the recipe, and it's it's I've almost been doing it as long as the Wednesday show, and there's only been eight episodes. Okay. Oh, okay, that's fair. So it's not something that's – but we don't have a show on Thursday anymore, so I'm thinking about moving it just All so right. we can get it done. On Saturdays, we do two shows. Sundays, we do two shows. We have a show that's normally at 6 called Shots Over Shots, which is a music video review. Zach talks like camera Ooh. equipment, audio equipment, shit like that. Normally has a guest. He's talking, Shout out videographers. He's talking to like the Limitless guys and the Project 2 guys. He's getting Q Decca's. Um, I feel like I've heard of that, too. He's getting Q Decca's music guy on there soon. He's, he knows a lot oh, of cool wow. dudes. On Also, on Sunday, we do something called the Prophecy Podcast with Obese the Prophet. He just talks about like... Dude, Obese! You guys know Obese the Prophet? That's the dude from... Is he from Maine? Yeah. I don't think I'm familiar. Spose talked about him on the podcast. He had beef with him in high school. Ooh. Uh, Was that part of... Obese! Remember the rapper named Obese? He's like, yeah, I think he's fat. (laughs) Oh, man. Okay. (laughs) I wasn't sure if that um, was... But they're cool now. It's not like a... yeah. He hustles real hard, and he's a big part of our team. So we we love him. We love him. Uh, Mondays, Libsy runs the Wushy Gang podcast. On Tuesdays, he also runs something we call What's Beef, which is a song versus song competition. Oh, that's competition. from the ISIS lyrics, right? Is that part of uh, well, it's, Logic's verse? It's part of the, it's part of the Biggie beef? song what's called What's Beef. beef? Oh, bro, did I miss completely a different reference? Yeah. Wow. What's it, Beef by Biggie? I get it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's also my favorite Logic verse of all time. Okay, okay. Um, on that ISIS track, which is funny because we were just talking about how we didn't like that album very much. It's okay. It's oh, all right. boy. It's yeah. all right. Reverse shout-out? Reverse <laughs> shout-out. No, no. Um, yeah, and then the Wednesday we do the stream. Something that we pull out of the bag that we've been pulling out of the bag a little bit more often is called Front to Back, which is basically the Wednesday show, but it's an album review. So we'll play so it you out. just got shows weekly, dude. So, oh, yeah, dude. No, daily. So much. Daily. daily. I mean, yeah, I should mean like throughout so, the week. So yeah. Front to Back, which is something we've actually been doing more and more often, it's the Wednesday show kind of, but – we play as we play a whole album, and we'll have the we'll have the person who made the album as a guest, and we'll talk about a song, and then we'll play a song, we'll talk about it, play a song, talk about it, play a song, talk about it, and Very it's just it's just it's and it's kind of a little bit of check the recipe and the Wednesday show where, but it's kind of a whole album. We don't go yeah. super detailed into lyrics and stuff, but like a five minute explanation that, of a though. song. I love that idea, and it's 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 hip hop television. It's yeah. local hip hop television. And that the ep- is fun. And, and I wanted to start check the recipe for two years. The problem was is that I, in my brain, first of all, I'm allergic to editing videos. I fucking hate it. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it Tedious. so much. I get real sick and I gotta lay in bed for the rest of the I day. I understand. Um, <laughs> do you agree, Owen? But I do light editing and it does make me yeah. weary. <laughs> but but I didn't think I had the time, the energy, or the want to film a podcast, edit a podcast put up a podcast and promote it i live stream for an hour check the recipe each week and it gets uploaded automatically to everything afterwards ah, it's on facebook nice. twitch and youtube and once the episode ends it's on there forever oh it's awesome. goes in the playlist it's yeah, on so there watch forever. your mouth there's no work no there's really no work involved in making that show ha- any of these shows happen and 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 we just we live stream we get about 300 viewers each night and it's and it's awesome hell yeah you're killing it, awesome. dude. You're yeah. killing it. You're really out here outpacing everybody. Yeah. So oh, we're doing. I mean, I just saw we'll be the like conglomerate first. There's a lot of the old heads in this. I can't believe I called them old heads. There's a lot of people Uh-oh. that have been involved in the scene that are be like careful. The old heads like you. The old heads <laughs> do like me. There's a lot of people who are stuck in the old ways of hip hop. Yeah. For instance, like you need to be signed to a label to succeed, and you don't oh. because the independent wave is fucking huge right mm-hmm. now. 
like you need if you want to be a part of a successful show you need to pay for a slot that involves a headliner and that's not nope. that's not the case at all you need mm. to put shows on at venues not the case at all we've done 10 shows at a sneaker store man a fucking sneaker store it's a different Damn. world what's it's the capacity of a sneaker store right now it's 35 oh okay not too um, bad. That's a cool spot in Haverhill. Shout out Crispy Clean Kicks. Crispy Clean Shout Kicks. Crispy clean. If you need your kicks crispy clean, please hit up Marcus at Crispy Clean Kicks. He also has a party bus business. Oh, really? Shout out Marcus. MB okay. Transportation. He is the fucking man. Is this real? Right. Yes. Oh, okay. Big shout. Big shout to MB Transportation. Yes. Yeah. He is someone, who's, moves. He is someone who's, who's helped us out really, really much. But awesome. besides that, I mean, we've done shows at, at fucking at barbershops, at comic stores. At, Dude, I want to go to a show at a barbershop. That sounds fun. When you approach people like, listen, man, like this is the future. Not only is this good for us, but it's good for you. 300 people online are going to see where you are. The six acts involved are going to post where this is. There, There's just a constant shaking hands of promo going on. Right. And, That's awesome. Yeah. And, and right now I have, I have a social fan base of about 10,000 people. About 10,000 people are following me combined on all Killing platforms. It. And I don't know if that's a lot or not, but I can put that on my EPK and be like, listen, dog, if you send me this track, there's a possibility that 10,000 people are going to see it. Right. And mm. that's not like... It's significant. Don't sell yourself that's short. A, no, yeah. no, that's a big number. Are 10,000 10, people going to see it? Unfortunately, no. algorithms, usually, yeah. you know, but it's it bullshit. They're only going to really let, good. Like, <laughs> yeah. And we talked about this actually on your last Zoom episode. Um, there's a formula to this, like on, and you're pretty familiar cause you're, I mean, I'm, we interact. So like I'm seeing your things come up a lot anyways. Um, so we're sort of in a different pool, but it's like to keep yourself relevant in someone else's feed, it requires posting. Like, you I need mean, to I posting a lot. Oh, I can, <laughs> yeah. I can explain it again. We no, need, go for you it. need yeah. to post every single every fucking day. day. Yeah. Um, whether we like it or not, we are brands. That's why you have this. Mm -hmm. It's true. Because that's why, oh, for, We're the, for, for the audio listeners only, this is why there's a big-ass banner behind me that says Boston's <laughs> Big Four. Um, whether you like it or not, whether you're a media company, an artist, uh, an author, whatever, uh, you need a you need a good-ass logo, and that logo is now your brand. Like, Nike doesn't sell any shirts without Nike logos on them because that's Nike and that's their Nike brand. Mm -hmm. Um Everything I post has the hero logo and the bars over bars logo on it because those are my brands and that nice. needs to be pushed forward. If you're not using hashtags when you post, you're killing yourself because True. that is not allowing anybody who the only way someone can see your post if you don't use hashtags is if somebody puts your post on their story. Right. 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 Wow. If I if if I post with 30 hashtags, there are 30 hashtag pools yeah. that people who follow that. How many follow are you those, allowed? 30. 30. Yeah, okay. And, and you need to utilize, like, don't just type in hip-hop. Like, type in sort of, like, bigger stuff, but not huge stuff. Mm. Like, Boston hip-hop. Boston hip-hop, like, yeah. Like, Boston's Big Four hip-hop. I, <laughs> I do hashtag Boston's Big Four on everything. Yes. There's, like, 500-plus posts on Instagram that are hashtag Boston's and Big all Four, you. and they're all me. Yeah. <laughs> no, hashtags are important. Um, it's, 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 it's shit like that. I did not, like social media and i shied away from it a long time mm, but um i understand it is something necessary that you need to do um, it's 100 percent necessary it's 100 percent necessary and as I, annoying as it is i like i hate social media but, but i understand how necessary it instagram's is. Like, awesome like instagram's great and that's pretty much the only platform i use everything i put on instagram goes right to facebook so i don't gotta fuck with facebook unless how i do you I'm, feel about uh, twitter i don't fuck with twitter at all and I just it stresses me out because it, <laughs> it reminds me of using Fruity Loops. I fucking hate it. 
I don't know. Oh, yeah. You don't like Fruity Loops? I fucking hate Fruity Loops. Don't talk to me about Fruity. Don't come at me with Fruity Loops. Only. <laughs> really? <laughs> Unshout out Fruity right Loops. Yeah. Reverse shout out. No, like Ableton freaks me out. Fruity Loops freaks me out. It gives me an aneurysm whenever what I look you, at it. What do you use? I use when I when I do produce, I use Machine, which is okay. Which machine. is which, which is, is Native Instruments. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I used to have a shout machine. out Native Instruments. Shout out Native Instruments. Unshout out Fruity Loops. But uh, Twitter. I think you should give them a chance. I think but you should okay. give Twitter a chance. I know. No. I like everything I post on Instagram goes to Twitter, and I get it. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, you do have Twitter. To, I do. Like, ha- I do. Developing have- like a following on Twitter takes some work. It's like uh, I don't know. It's I'm weird. on everything. Like yeah. I have a Bandcamp. Okay. I have a Loom Music. I have an Audio Mac. Like, like even if there are like one percent of people who listen to music use Deezer, like it's important to be hmm. on Deezer because then one percent of the people who listen to music aren't able to listen to your music. That's true. It's important to be on anything. And I and the people who just put music on SoundCloud, you're 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 sabot- I mean that, you're sabotaging yourself. At this point, if Ooh. I see if an artist sends me their music and it's only on SoundCloud, it's like huge red flag, honestly, cuz I'm like how hard is it to get it on all platforms? Did you YouTube how to much... MP3 this song, pal? Yeah, it's like, how much do you really care about your music if you're only putting it on SoundCloud? It's $10 a year on District. I don't recommend DistroKid, but it's $10 a year to put your stuff on DistroKid. Oh, I, I think Distro Kid. Was, what other ones are there? United Masters. I think you're on TuneCore, aren't you? That's what I saw last time. I I have one project up with TuneCore because okay. I can't get it up on anything else. Well, um, the name change was difficult, right? Because the name actually, change. Oh, yeah, yeah. Brought this you up. can't you can't upload the same. It, you can't change the artist name when the song's up. Right. So you have to take it down and put it back up. Yeah. But you can upload the same song under a different name. Right. So, so do you have like, to, this is not like, your song and you're like yes it is. Do you have yes, to it is change like, the track in some way like I had to fuck with the, the I had beginning? to fuck with the masters so much. Like like first of all I sped I sped every track up to 1.00 no 1.01 rate which basically shaved like a second off of each song made them a little bit faster. Okay. And that worked for a few of them but didn't mm. quite work on all of them. So what I did with the rest was I like added an extra intro or cut the beat out at the end and it got squared away, but it took me like two weeks to fucking get a project. That's so yeah. annoying. Oh man. Yeah. I mean like, does it at least put it up as like pending loading or something or can people not see those songs at all? Um, I don't know how exactly how that works, but when you upload like... a song, it takes a few days to get there, okay. but it'll tell you immediately if it's going to go through because right. distro will screen the song and tell you if it's going to work. And then when it works, they'll send it to Spotify. And then that process takes about seven days. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I know and it takes have... like less than a few minutes to screen a song. Yeah. I was going to say they usually just like scan the waves. So I guess yeah. like it would just, it seems like you could match those relatively easily. But that is uh, obnoxious that you just have to squish them though. Your song sounds different. I a guess little bit. I mean, it, it was, bit. it was enough of a change where like, me who sits there and mix mixes and masters songs like I have lyrics edged in my fucking brain because when I mix and master a song I'm listening to it like a thousand times yeah. mm. so I notice it but like the average listener probably won't oh yeah. that makes sense yeah because you're okay. just changing it slightly you made yeah. it a second longer you said yeah so no 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 they're all shorter. they're all about a second shorter shorter that's because I made them a little bit faster so yeah. there's yeah it's not that drastic of a change where, where if it's you... a second throughout the whole song that would make sense right you barely yeah yeah notice. yeah, yeah. Wow, that's the trick. So don't change your name. Don't change your name. Yeah. <laughs> um but um the name change was important um because if you type in Hero on Spotify yeah. there's like 900 of them and yeah. the biggest problem was and that if I If you Google Hero, you're If you Google get... Hero, you're fucked. Yeah. And 
hero and calling myself an MC was was just obvious because I, you are. I host events. I'm You're a fucking the killer rapper. Master of all ceremonies. Master of ceremonies. Hero the MC. <laughs> um, the reason for spelling it out the way I spelt out, which is a common way to spell it out, it's just True. I just like the way it looks on paper. Yeah, it just it matches like, the words. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's just like yeah, four three symmetry, five. We love that. We're all about that symmetry. So the, uh, the new album. Yes, sir. You just released the eighth letter. What? How many months ago? I released the eighth letter on November fifteenth. Okay. Of so then you dropped. A, you just dropped a new album only yes. a few months later. What was the approach like? How was it different from the eighth letter? Well, I started working on polyvinyl chloride. I guess I should back up. Um, November and April of twenty twenty, I recorded most of the eighth letter. The only song that wasn't recorded, the only songs that that weren't recorded, was the first track off the eighth letter reminisce part one which is actually recorded in 2017 okay um everything else was recorded between uh That's march march and april yeah it was a deep cut that i've been trying to fit on for a while yeah and then when i came up with the concept of the eighth letter where 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 the eighth letter is all about um uh it's all about what does it mean to be a legend is it important to be a legend Do you have to die to become a legend and is if and is the legacy we crave hard to earn or given due to fatal circumstances? Meaning, do we have to die for our music to be considered great? Wow. And that's, that's kind of what the eighth letter is about. It tries to ask those questions. Unfortunately, there are no answers. Like, if Biggie and Tupac were still alive, would they have fallen off? Would they drop a bad album like Eminem, who is mm, ar- who is right. not not arguably yeah. this the greatest rapper of all time? Imagine before, if yeah. Eminem died after the Eminem if, show in two thousand. If Eminem died from an overdose before relapse, mm-hmm. would he be cons- like would would those music would encore be considered timeless? Right, probably. Encore's a garbage album. By the way. Shout <laughs> out encore, but like <laughs> he was like, on a lot of drugs. But like Eminem drops a bad album in twenty seventeen, and all of a sudden his whole career is just whack see i don't think i don't think it's uh, i don't know i don't think his whole career is whack like no but that's the stigma that's the stigma one you listen to one album and that's your opinion on it look maybe young people might think that but i think people who grew up with eminem we appreciate him for what he is if you send me your worst song yeah that's how i'm gonna think all your other music sounds yeah and unfortunately that's the way that it is yeah if you send me one song i'm gonna think that that's what it sounds so if i click on an album and click on one track I'm already I'm already wasting not wasting my time but I'm spending my time listening to something and then I hear one song and it's not good. I'm going to think the rest of the album is like that. Right. So not only is it important to release your best fucking music, um I forget what I was talking about. What I what I was saying was is if if Biggie and Tupac didn't die, mm. would they still be on everyone's top 10? Would they drop a bad album right. this year and now their whole career is tainted? I still think Eminem is on a lot of people's top ten, despite the fact that he's dropped some whack albums. Eminem is on a lot of people's top ten who grew up listening to Eminem. Right. Yeah. Younger people, maybe not so much. But people like who grew if up. The first Eminem album that you listened to was like the Mar- you know, Marshall Mathers LP two in twenty twelve. People who grew up, if you're like a high school kid, then you yeah. might not, you know, you're like this shit's fucking whack. Recovery is one of my favorite albums ever. Me too. That is not a, a that is not a, a opinion a lot of people have. I I have that opinion. Yeah, but I agree. People it's had it's high one expectations of the, at the time. That's my that's because recovery album. stood for something. Yeah, because right. because Eminem disappeared for five years because he was dealing with you know his personal demons and drugs and whatnot. Came back, dropped relapse. And people were like, okay, he's still, like, 
crazy, you know, just lunatic Slim Shady. When he dropped yeah. recovery, it was like, like you said, it meant something. It meant something. It meant something it, to it him. It was like, wow, this dude like really made it out of the darkness. He wasn't you know making I mean? music for the fans. He was right. making music for him, and right. that's why we loved it. So recovery was the last album he put out that I really loved, honestly. The Slim Shady LP to the Eminem show was made for Eminem by yeah. Eminem. Yeah. And the encore was made for the fans. And curtain call was made for the fans. And encore, relapse was encore made for the fans. Encore was made on a lot of drugs. Yes, <laughs> but it was made for people that liked all this, all the crazy fact, shit on the Eminem fact, show. That fact. was on, that was on curtain call actually. <laughs> that wasn't on encore. Fact. Yeah, that was was on Encore. No, no, that was on Curtain Call. That that was an exclusive track for the greatest hits. I'm pretty sure. That was an exclusive track for the greatest hits. Sound off in the comments. I think it was on Encore, dude. I think that's so interesting because honestly, I got into Eminem. Like, I could be wrong, rela- but I think I'm right. Relapse in like 2009. I didn't even like listen to rap. I think. I think there's two tracks on Curtain Call that are exclusive. I think it's Mockingbird and Fact. Mockingbird is. That's on Curtain Call. That's not on Encore. So Mockingbird is on Encore, actually. No, it's not. The one that was exclusive was... Ooh, sound uh, off in the comments. The one that's exclusive was, when I'm gone, just carry on, don't mom, rejoice every time you hear the sound yeah, of my right. voice. That's the one that was exclusive. Those sound like the call. same song to me. Um, that does, yeah. Those sound like the same songs to me, though. Uh, yeah, I think I feel like those. Like, I feel like those two in my brain kind of molded together. Yeah, that might it probably be did happened. come from like the same verse that diverged. But I remember that song when that song came out because Eminem hadn't released like that song. Kind of stood by itself because it was on the radio. I was in like middle school, and I was like, Eminem was kind of falling off, but he had this one song that was on the radio still, and I was like, okay, maybe he's not falling. But then he disappeared for like five years after that. All right, encore. We got facts. Jack. Is it on there? Facts. Oh, man. I know. I'm right. Fact is not on Encore. But Mockingbird's, Mockingbird's on there. Mockingbird is on okay. Encore, Okay. Yeah. See, When I'm Gone, those kind of- When those I'm two, Gone, those are similar songs. Those, those, I, I think those molded in my there. brain. But Why did I think Fact was on Encore? He's got a line in the song. Sure. He's, got a, he's got a line in the song Shady XV off of that bad Shady XV project where okay. he's, like, he's like, I put that shit in the Greatest Hits album? <laughs> he, he's like, why the fuck did I do that? Oh, um, man. But yeah, fact was a curtain call exclusive. I yeah, was wrong. Yeah, God damn it. Re- recovery, recovery stood for something. He was making music for himself again, and that's why that's why yeah, that is, was... that is that's why that's my favorite album. The eighth letter's about that. Um, so I recorded the eighth letter in March and April of 2020, and uh, I approached people about it, and I said I have this album. It's it's pretty much done. Um, what do you think about it? And I was told that I was t- I was I was told by a lot of high-ranking people around here that it's not good, um, that it's not good, it's not releasing, and it shouldn't be put out. And I won't name names because I won't name names. Um, but I was told, but I was told that it was not good. So that kind of put me in a place where it's like, I guess I got to start over. So I started working on this polyvinyl chloride project, and this and then that was mostly recorded between um, in, that this was mostly recorded in the summer while I was working with Nick Lovin on a project too, okay. and then I kind of woke up one day in September, and then I was like. I have a whole fucking album that I didn't put out that I should have put out. And then I started recon- reconciling with the fact that who the fuck am I making music for again? Hmm. And I'm making music for myself. And and I knew the project stood for something. I just had to figure out what it stood for. And um, and then I quickly, quickly mix and mastered it. Got, it took me a while to get the art, artwork, but Bug Out did the artwork. Um, shout out Bug Out. Shout out from Bug New out. Hampshire. Granite State. Granite State, yes. He's the fucking man. He did the artwork. Um. I didn't have a crazy idea. I just approached people about it, and they sent me crazy ideas. And okay. Bug Out was like, here's a simple idea for your simple idea. And I was like, word. 
Um, but yeah, then the eighth letter, eighth letter came out, and it just um, for me, it's a it's a staple. It's a staple in the in the New England hip hop scene. It 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 asks questions that I don't think enough younger people in hip hop are are asking. Like, I think Pop Smoke's good, but is he a legend? Did he make enough music to be considered a legend? Did Tupac and Biggie make enough music to be considered yes, a legend? I think Tupac had more music released after his after his death. But was that music that he wanted to come out? That's a good question. I always think about that. Look, 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 look. The DMX project that just dropped. I have not listened to it. I have a hard time listening to music by artists who are dead. The, like honestly, Mac Miller's album after he died, like I barely listened to it. Guru is one of my favorite hip hop artists ever. Yeah. Um he is my favorite hip hop artist ever. And this and the eighth letter, just like all my albums and all my music, is sort of a dedication to him. Um, but I do not consider one of the best yet to be a gangstar album because right. it's not. Because he wasn't around. Because it's for not. It. Right. Do you think there do you think he would have even wanted J. Cole on his project? Do you even think he knew who J. Cole was? Maybe, maybe all the gangstar albums. We don't know. Like so it's all the gangstar albums are like this. He will he will write names down. He'll tell Premier what he wants the samples to be, and Premier will make the beats, and then right. he'll write. So to if them. he's not around for it, it's not. This his is work. not a gangster album. This right. is a postmortem Guru album produced by DJ Premier, and it's a great album, mm -hmm. but it's not a gangster album. And I love the track with J Cole, but are, I agree, maybe he wouldn't have had J Cole on the project. Are he, the twenty albums that Tupac put out after his death, are those albums that? he even wanted to put out are those are those well, the man. same verses on the same beats he Unlikely. recorded no yeah. it's on like does that taint the legacy somebody could listen I mean, to a tupac album he what's dropped the song with elton john uh ghetto gospel ghetto like gospel. i heard that song was slowed down like they completely changed his vocals like mm. you know switched it or after he had died so it's like it's not like he had the final say of what it, but he should sound. have the final right. say because it's I his agree. music i agree um it, it's just it's just a testament to shit like that where somebody could listen to a post-mortem Tupac album and think that that's what all his music sounds like and it doesn't God and it doesn't it. it doesn't sound like that yeah and it's questions that we as music lovers music listeners and artists should be asking do what does it mean for someone to be a legend is it important to be a legend do you have to die to become a legend and is the legacy that we as people do you think you have to die to become a legend I think that might be an, a factor in the formula, but I don't think it's ever the deciding factor. MF Doom dies and his streams next day go up 600%. Anytime That's someone true. dies, their streams go way up, which is why do we Why do we love people more when they're dead? But tell me when someone people dies. People get curious. Tell me when DMX died, you didn't go listen to one of his albums. But like, I, you probably did. You didn't listen to any DMX listened, after he died? I'm not a DMX either. fan. Well, yeah. I can't Sorry. even when name a DMX song, right. when man. When someone who you're a fan of dies, like you're obviously gonna be like, "Oh man, I need." Someone to I'm a fan of, definitely. Yeah, but true. I'm guilty of the same shit. Yeah. On the song, this final track on the eighth letter is called Seventh Letter Man," and it's a letter to Guru, the Seventh Letter Man, and it's all about how I didn't love him until he was gone, mm. and I'm guilty of the same thing. But you were young when he died. I was 12 when he died. Right. And and I felt like, and and listening to Moment of Truth for the first time. Like a few days after he, a few days after he died, fuck off. As <laughs> my phone ringing, <laughs> listening to Moment of Truth a few days after he died was was life changing for me, and I mm. wouldn't have had that experience if he didn't pass. Mm. So I get it, but at the same time, I don't get it. But it's que it's questions I want to ask that don't have answers. Mm. 
Guru yeah. Guru to me is my biggest influence, but I wouldn't have known about him if he didn't die. So is there anyone living right now that you consider a legend? Royce Five Nine. See, so they they do exist. They do exist. True. A lot oh, of people are on here are le- a legend. Oh, you guys are legends. Oh, not man. yet. Not yet. Oh bro. man. We're climbing, but not yeah, yet. We're not on the Mount Rushmore yet. I think you're I mean, honestly, dude, you're on you're the You're a legend. I, that's Heroes, what I would say. Oh, I am MC a legend. Is a legend. I've thrown I hate I hate throwing this fucking number. Dude, throw thirty eight. Throw Thir- your number. We're having a thirty eighth show this Saturday. We have done We things. need a soundboard with it and applause. Boop boop boo. Boop boop boo. <laughs> boop, 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 boop. I yeah. You gotta I, get Griselda in here for ad libs. <laughs> boop 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 boop. <laughs> uh, um No. Everything I do is to solidify a legacy. I want to leave something behind that this culture can live off of for centuries. I want to build that hip hop foundation with bars over bars that, that will live on and on and on and grow and grow and grow like this. This is the, this is going to be the complex of new England, the hot 97 in new England. And that's a big fucking goal. And I don't know if that's a year or five years or 10 years, but that's where I want it to be. It's going to be the goal is 24, seven bars over bars. I want, I want, I want a lot of, I want in-person shows. I want radio stations. I want TV networks. I want everything. The whole thing. I want the whole thing. The whole shebang. And 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 you heard it here first. And I don't know if you said this And it is going to, it is always going to be 100% free for the artist. No artist is ever going to pay for a slot. You heard it here first. Ever. Ever. You can clip it. You can send it to me when I, when I eventually, when I eventually try to get this removed from the internet. (laughs) But no, 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 no. I'm, I'm serious. We have never charged an artist to perform, nor will we ever. We have never charged artists to submit music. That's not true. <laughs> so do you think it's completely morally wrong to charge artists anything to perform? Yeah. Without artists, there's no show. This is another there fact. There are a lot of sec- successful promoters who do, who have been known to charge artists. I know. Too, so. uh, I just don't believe in it. It's, okay. not, it's not a practice that I believe in. I don't even go to shows with promoters that, like, I won't even go out and support. A lot of artists send me send me send me send me the flyer, and I'm like, first of all, you're not even on this shit. Mm. You're not even on the flyer, which is a huge red flag. Yeah. If you're not putting your artist on the flyer as a promoter, you fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. Some names, baby. You fucked up, dog. How can you be excited to perform at a show where your name's not even on the flyer? Sad. For instance, uh, a show up in Manchester, right? A headliner with the 500k following just on Instagram. The flyer only has the headliner and location and ticket information, stuff like that. I know for a fact there's like 10 openers, but there's no openers on the flyer. So for that headliner who's got a 500K following just on Instagram to post that flyer, when sometimes they don't even post that flyer, to just have him himself on it Mm. and no openers, that is a huge, tragic dis-escalation of the amount of fans an artist could get just by them posting that. We People will pay Method Man $200 for them to shout him out on Instagram. For shout them Sad. out on Instagram, it's Sad. it's shit like that, that that why why that shit can go a long way. It also sometimes yeah. doesn't fucking matter. Mm. Like, what are you gaining from Method Man? But at the same time, that's that's a decent following that could become fans of you. Could true, but man, an Instagram post, it's there and then it's gone. It's like that you're probably not going to think that was money well spent afterwards fighting the algorithm yeah that's weird it's all once there's money on the table it's all about what's in it for the person spending money Mm. because if i spend 300 dollars on a slot first of all i won't because i i haven't paid to perform this year and i won't 
I perf- I paid to perform last year a little bit uh, before COVID, and then after COVID, I didn't because I was the only one throwing shows because I'm the fucking man. Um, Facts. Dude, yeah, that was – I mean, we talked about this on your last episode, so I guess we don't have to go through the whole like, – Oh, we can. Because there was like, – because at one point, you couldn't eat in the same area that you were performing – you we have a show at yeah. the junk. You were there, like in the heart of COVID, like you were you were putting on shows. Somerville, so Somerville yeah. tried so fucking hard to eliminate live music. It's not even fucking funny. It Ugh. should be a crime. So you were that last flame mm-hmm. that kept live music alive Pretty throughout much. the pandemic. Because I think everything closed. No, you, you were the, the only, only one, one putting on shows during the pandemic. Yeah, I just I've always looked at stuff like this. Um, you can't wait for someone to come and give you your opportunity because I waited a while. Mm. I dropped music on SoundCloud for two years and I said, you know what? I make good music. Someone will find me and I'll get signed, blah, 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 whatever. And it's like, you can't. You got to build your own. It's like, you got to build your own shit. Um, if you don't have a hype man on stage, with, which I don't have a hype man, I'm my own fucking hype man. You need to be your own hype man. Right. And you need to create the hype in the crowd. Absolutely. If there's no opportunities in your area, make opportunities. Mm. Become that scene. You're Become doing the it, foundation. Yeah. You're running it. Become the foundation for a legacy of hip hop in New England. That's it's I exciting. It. I love it. We're here, everybody. This is legendary. Thirty-seven shows later, we have our eighth show this Saturday. We have six other shows this month. It's gonna be a good ass month. We're taking this thing by coastal by the end of the summer. Um, global. It's just it's global. And how much you got in the vault right now? Albums wise, albums wise, um, I have a mostly done album with Nick Lovin, which is going to be called Good Shopper. Shout out Nick Lovin, which is the shout s- out Mick Lovin which, as well, it's which his is the today. store that Mick Lovin goes into. Mick Lovin or Nick Lovin? Mick Lovin goes into to try to sell alcohol called, oh, really? called Good Shopper. That's why the project's <laughs> called that. What? That's love awesome. that. Okay. I love it. And the artwork shout is going to super bad. The artwork is going to be us like stealing musical equipment. The 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 store is gonna say good shopper, but it's gonna be in the guitar center font. Okay, oh. it's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be fucking Dude, cool. Ti- I'm telling you, the titles are always next level. With killing you. it, good oh, shopper, it love it. Um, besides, I mean, besides that, like, it's kind of all I got recorded. But I'm okay. writing a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, you're always working. Gotta love it. I'm always I'm always working on one thing and then also kind of working on the next thing. So I always have something else cooking up. Um. Hell yeah. But yeah, a lot of shit, a lot of good shows, a lot of good programs. Anyone out there, shout out everyone listening. Uh, we we make, we put a lot of people on. We started doing live stream stuff because um, there's only so many people we can put on on a show before it becomes like, this shit's stupid. Mm. Like, like a 25 artist showcase that lasts six hours. That shit's boring. Nah, you don't want that. Here's what we do. We throw small, intimate shows that last two hours. Anyone can hang out anywhere for two hours, mm, right. right? We have five artists on the bill or something like that. Everyone stays Love the it. whole time. And and because because I'm not giving physical tickets to the artists to sell, it doesn't become this situation where the artist goes up to somebody or a family member or whatever, and they're like, here, come to my show. Mm. It's mm. here. Here are tickets online. You can come to the show. And then it becomes it becomes a situation where people are, are staying because they're there to support the show, not my show. Yeah. Right? I went I played a show in October, um, and I was given tickets to sell for free. I wasn't paid anything, I was just given tickets to, to right. sell and, and give the money back to the promoter, which is a lot fairer than paying whatever. Right, right. It's 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 skin it's, in the game. It's you all different it. it's yeah. all different situations. But everyone I brought to that show left after my set. 
And I think it's because uh. I think it's because subconsciously I promoted it as my show because right. I handed them a right. ticket. I, I've handed family members these shirts, and they're always like, I, I have your shirt. And it's like, well, no, you have a Bars Over Bars shirt. It's not my shirt. It's my mm. company's shirt. Yeah. And I think it, it just stems from receiving something from somebody. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, I, yeah, of course. That makes sense. Don't, and, and I don't fault anybody for that. That yeah. makes sense. You're the, you are the company. We're creating events for, for, for hip-hop, for hip-hop, not the hip-hop artists. We're creating it for hip-hop. Mm. It just so happens that hip-hop artists happen to be involved. Mm. There's only so many slots I can give out. But with the live stream stuff, I can play 12 songs. And that's 12 opportunities I can give for people to succeed, to gain something. Right. Mm. And and the live stream stuff is huge. Six people perform at a show, and that's cool. But I can't throw shows every day, you know, just because of, of, of the, the limability around me. That's only six opportunities I can give to an artist maybe once or twice a week on stage. But I can give an artist... I can give artists opportunities constantly with the live stream programs we have. Mm. And and the whole point of this company is to just give opportunities to artists who deserve it. Mm. Um, another big thing is that I will never put somebody on who I don't like musically because I don't give a fuck about how many it's people. So important. I, can, I don't give a fuck about how many people you can bring. I don't give a fuck about your clout. I don't give a fuck about anything. All I care about is if you're talented. Yep. If you're not talented, mm. I don't want you. And it's no yeah. diss. It's just I don't like your music. Right. And I hope somebody takes that with like, hey, that's okay. Not everyone likes it. That's right. true. But I don't I don't care about ticket sales or popularity or whatever. I just like dope people. That's super important. Yep. And I think you're uh you're a rare breed in these times, I, honestly, because I think a lot of people are focused on the numbers and the in the clout and all that stuff. And you know, to have that focus where your shows are only going to be artists who you think you appreciate the quality of their music above everything else, you know, that's, that just raises the bar. I feel like that, that just makes, you know, if you go out, if you go out to a show and see your friend, see your friend perform someone, you know, personally, and someone goes on after them and they're garbage, you're leaving, right? You're leaving. Absolutely. Right? If you go to a show and every single act is cool, you're probably staying true. Right. That's that's the show we're creating. We're creating intimate hip hop experiences with quality performers. Mm. New England is kind of running around with its fucking head cut off with the amount of <laughs> of, of whack shit going on. There's yep. there's that's probably everywhere these days. There's it oh it's everywhere. Yeah. It, but but with bars over bars, we get to be the gatekeepers of quality because we only we, we, we only allow shine to shine. Right. And we're trying to give opportunities That's the beauty of of having your own thing. You you decide what gets you know Anybody you, can anybody can go to Walmart and buy a microphone and go home record and put it on Spotify and get a million of views and get a, get millions of views. But did you deserve those views? Mm. That's the, that's the thing. Does somebody who maybe doesn't have as many doesn't have as much knowledge about promotion or marketing or something like that deserve to succeed any less than you? No. 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 Of course not. There are there's a lot of talent everywhere that don't even have 100 followers on Instagram. Yeah. And it's a shame. It's a it's a shame, and we're trying to provide light to those people who really don't, who don't really understand how to promote themselves properly. So, do you mm. believe social media has been good for the music game or bad? It's it's a double edge. Yeah, I mean, the accessibility of of music is is a great thing and a bad thing. For instance, like twenty years ago, if you wanted a song on iTunes, it was like a it was like a multi thousand dollar affair. Mm. So you needed a label to cover that. But in the end, the label owns your fucking music. 
Um, now you can, now there are sixty thousand songs get uploaded to Spotify every single day, and it only costs you as the artist ten dollars a year to upload an unlimited amount that you want. Right. The amount of music that can be put on the internet is not only accessible, but you don't have to be a professional to do it. Anything can get uploaded. Anything. I could take a video. I could take an audio recording of me sweeping and upload it. That's just everything is super accessible, and it also makes it hard to find the good songs mm. um it's it's just there's a lot of oversaturation and yeah but if if this was 1990 would i would i even be able to put music out you know true what i it's, i mean there's pros and cons if you definitely. wanted to put an album out in the 90s you i kind, can't even imagine what you have to go you through. kind of have to be signed to a major label yeah and that's yeah. the only option oh man that's interesting how recently that was yeah or are we old that's <laughs> just wild because now anybody can put out an album now anyone can put out which anywhere. is it's good and bad it's good and bad because there's a lot of talented artists there's a lot of talent that there's a lot of talented people that wouldn't be able to make music right, that 30 would, years ago right that, yeah. that would have that's no chance yeah. of making music because and because there's a lot of whack artists that wouldn't have had the opportunity 30 years ago. There, mm. there weren't any cheap microphones 30 years ago. There was yeah. $10,000 microphones, and then there was $100 performance microphones, but that was it. Mm. Like, there was no, like, middleman. Like, there's no sure SM7B that you can grab quality for, like, right. a couple hundred bucks. If you wanted a good microphone, you needed to hit up a label and go to their studio. Right. So... In order to make music 30 years ago, you really need to be signed to a label and have them cover that cost. And and the only opportunities for artists to make money a long time ago was merch and touring and and maybe you make a little bit on album sales, but merch and touring is what is is what you're going to what you keep most of the profits on. Yeah. Cuz you're getting front you're getting fucking fronted the money to make the album and you got to pay that back. Yeah, people buy merch. And I refused and I refused to be owned by the man like I paid my phone bill in in full. I I pay. I I went to the car dealership and dropped dropped fucking stacks to get a car. I'm not rich. I just don't like owing the man. Mm. So True. so I I don't like owing anybody. Like I I I just got a I just got like an eight by eight stage for a show we have. And somebody was like, "Why don't you just rent that from a place?" And it's like, "Well, if I use this like a hunt, if I if I use this once a month, like it's gonna cost as much as it would to buy the stage anyway. So just fucking buy the stage. Right. Exactly. All right." So another, f- now here we are dropping financial advice. Pay your debts. Pay your debts. Have no debts. It's the best. That's that's perfect to be financially. I gotta take a time out. Slash a hole in all four ties. Maybe next, next time we'll think before he cheese. Whoa. <laughs> Maybe next time Nailed we'll get time. a copyright strike. So on pitch that it probably would be. That's so scary. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so scary. Hit him with a guitar solo, Owen. Or Right on cue. <laughs> dude, I'm gonna get wax to sample that shit. You think I won't? I will. Oh, dude, yeah. I think honestly, I have those pipes, but no one's ever told me before, and now you just I did. Got those pipes. And uh, I'm gonna make money off that sample for the rest I've of my life. I've been called the songbird of my generation <laughs> by anyone who's heard me. Yeah, I'm the songbird of my <laughs> yes. generation. Yes. Let's make a bunch of samples and then use them. Let's just make samples right now. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> wow. Fire. Keep it. It's all hot. It's all hot. Keep it. It's all hot. <laughs> Wee woo. Man, man's not hot. Wee man's not hot. I don't need no jacket because man's not hot. Man's not hot. <laughs> oh, oh, oh.
Crit! And a boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's it's all hot. <laughs> it's all hot. One plus one is two. Plus two, that's Boston's four. Quick yeah, maths. We got so much to work with right Quick now. maths. Fantastic. That's Boston's big four. Quick Skip. maths. Quick, quick. Love it. Bars. All right. Bars. We did it. Uh, yeah, someone used that. Sound off in the comments. Shout out samples. Shout out samples. Big shout out samples. We just gave mad samples. Shout out to the shout out to the boss. Not free though. Shout out to the Boston Big Four sample pack. Yeah, shout out BB4 sample pack. Every noise we make. Shout out BB4.bandcamp.com. Yeah, so real talk, that was just samples though. Like we got the real stuff in BB4 sample pack too. So that one's gonna be premium price. Like next next. If you pay me a fee, I will make a noise for you right now, and you can use it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) That's one quick maths. One quick math. One plus one is two. Plus two. That's Boston's Big Four. Quick maths. Quick mat. Love it. Where else? Everyone's a mathematician. Bars. Yeah, we're wicked smart. I feel like music is math. It basically is. It's fast math. In a way. It's quick math. (laughs) You're like, nah. In a way. (laughs) It's fancy quick math. Tight. (laughs) Tight. Tight. All right. Let's let's get after it, though. Bars. Gang. Bars over bars. B.O.B. B.O.B. B.O.B., baby. So... Yeah, we we were asking you what was in the vault, um, and ex- in terms of shows, like have how have you seen the evolution now that like things have opened up? You've been doing it throughout the whole pandemic. We were we were touching on that. Like things are just open now. So have you found like there's competition? Is are like dates filling up now? Oh, there's always booking? competition, but I'm not yeah. worried about it. I mean, I just yeah, no, I just don't. I mean, in the term in the way of booking, because at one point you were the only one. I just don't like. I don't. I just don't think about it like that. Um... Like, you guys could book a show at the same venue an hour before we do, and, like, I wouldn't give a fuck. Because I don't, because yeah. that's just not that's just not how I view it. I want everyone to eat. True. And uh, I want to eat. I, everyone's got to eat just like we're eating Jen's calzones. Shout out, Jen. Shout out, Jen. Shout out, Shout out, Jen. Shout out, Shout out uh, Frank's Red Hot as well, official sponsor of um, Boston's Big Podcast. Yeah, I mean, things are filling up, but it's not, like, the shit that I do is still, like, my stuff's still locked. That's all I care about. I'm just worried about what I'm doing, you know, mm. and people are still coming out to the shows to support and, um, yeah, not, not dissing anybody, but there's now the shows are back. There are a lot of bad shows coming back. Yeah. They're, every, yeah. There are good shows coming back. Everybody's itching to, to put on shows now because it's if, been so long. So there's going to be a lot of bad, a lot of good. The way, the, the way that I see it is, um, every promoter that charged people to perform, didn't throw a single show over quarantine mm. because mm. there's really no there's really no because you can't you you're gonna have to charge a stupid artist to perform just for a live stream show like he's got to be stupid yeah. he's got to be a moron right um and real I, dumb and yeah, i you, and i you gotta be super <laughs> dumb and i guess there's re- there's some revenue to be gained there but any artist who's like not a moron like i'm pretty smart i'm shh listen I'm I'm okay. I'm not that smart, but I I, I like I like first. I think I have a lot of experience. You're not a moron. I'm not a moron. I like to think I have a lot of experience in this hip hop shit, and I kind of know like what's a good choice and what isn't. Um, paying paying to perform in front of a live stream, um, is kind of kind of pointless. Not the move. Not the move. And 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 I kind of equate it to like, well, if I put fifty dollars into you rather than if I put fifty dollars into like Instagram promo, like would I get more views with your live stream or with Instagram promo? Because if you're if you're a platform that gets like 
you have an average of 10 viewers the whole time like how many viewers are you getting what's what's the final view count like are you is the event being promoted like stuff like that like that's questions i ask myself even if it's just a live stream event mm-hmm. uh but now that things are opening back up there's a chance for promoters who charge people to perform to start charging people to perform again mm-hmm. and i think that me showing the region that you can you can have good shows without charging artists to perform especially in a time when there aren't any other shows i think it's showing a lot of artists and even artists we haven't worked with that maybe paying for shows is kind of whack yeah i think a lot of people have come to that realization recently it's it's there seems to be like an uprising of artists being like i'm not paying for shows where that wasn't the case a few years ago yeah the independent wave it's not it's not just me i mean i like to think i have a little like drop in the bucket but the independent wave is just it's it's just huge you don't need anybody to be successful i mean you can fucking go you can spend ten dollars a month on skillshare and learn everything you need to know about mixing and mastering and be Mm. a fucking prodigy in it it doesn't Mm. it it it's all about where you dilute it's where about all you it's it's where you dilute your resources in and you can pay somebody else to do it sure but like i do if you ever see a flyer on my instagram like that's that's an edit that I made. Mm. Like I like I added the effects, I did the shit, and it looks crisp. I didn't pay anybody for that. Like Nick Levin makes my flyers. Everything else on bars, like like all the live stream programs that we have, that's all me making the flyers. So it's just shit that that I've learned. I'm a real one man band, and I've learned how to do shit. Yeah, mm. you've learned that it's it's better to just learn how to do things rather than pay to be, pay people to do them yeah. all the time. That <laughs> is big. When yeah. I when I was making the eighth letter, um, I was told that the mixing and mastering is not good. Um, so I was shipping it around to people and like, Hey, can you mix and master this? Whatever. And I would get it back. And then other people would tell me like, Oh dude, like this mix is so clean. And then in my brain, I'm just like, shit kind of sounds like garbage. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, it's not like, and, and I need to figure out like, and, and it was at that point where we're like, I was good at mix and mastering, but I was told that I wasn't good by people who I believed had a lot of stake in this game especially in the local scene i was told that that this shit wasn't good enough and and it was at that point where where i realized that this this shit's only going to sound good to me the music i make for me is only going to sound good for me if i make it if, if i finish it myself right and that is still true i make music completely for me and i i am very grateful for everyone who who listens to my music gives it a chance talks about it shares about it and even gives me critiques about it i appreciate everything but at the end of the day the music's for me and and it's it's just a fun thing that i that i do when i push and i push for myself because i just love making music and i, and I make it for me and it, it it truthfully it truthfully keeps me alive because if there was a time when when if i didn't have music like i i would be a dead person and I'm and I'm very grateful for the opportunities to to make music as accessible as accessible as I as I have them. Hell well, yeah. that's great. Yeah. Well, we're happy to have you. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, dogs. Yeah. Thanks. If for- I didn't if I didn't get in this podcast, I would have ended everything. This is no. how important God this was for damn me. It. So we're just out here saving lives. Yeah. Save- <laughs> this podcast was. This is my make a wish. Thank you guys for having me. <laughs> make a wish. Oh God. No. That's too, much. <laughs> That's too much. You guys ever see that Key and Peele skit where he's like, I want to see a man drown? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? No. There's, no. there's this Key no. and Peele skit where, where this where this Make-A-Wish person goes to this really, like, fucked up kid. Like, like you guys ever seen the show, the, the, the movie The Orphan? Shout out Key and Peele. 
You guys have seen the movie The Orphan where like so, it's no. like it's uh, like it's I like a kid it is, it's like a kid that comes in a house and like tries to murder the people and it's like a real crazy like it's like an orphan kid and and he's like sick and dying from cancer and then it's like do you want to possibly meet Batman and and like ooh save the town and then and then the six year old boy's like I want to see I want to drown a man with my own hands. (laughs) (laughs) It's like all right. I want to. I want to. I want to hear a man's dying breath. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you want to like meet Spider Man or or like go on an amusement park ride? I want to drown a cat. (laughs) That's wild. Nervous. I'm nervous now. (laughs) That's it. What are you nervous about? I don't know. I gotta send you. Are we about to get canceled? (laughs) I'll send you guys that skip. But it's Keen Phil's fucking hilarious. Yeah, my. Word for word, the whole skit. I'm just kidding. Imagine, you know, yeah. <laughs> we're getting canceled. Cancel copyright, imitation. No, that does sound funny. I love Kim Peel. Kim Peel's I've fucking not seen every dope. skit. I thought I had at one point, but I obviously haven't seen Big this shout one. Shout out Kim Peel. I, I've seen shout. them all, and then and then I'm subscribed to the. They upload them. They like even though they up they upload a new not a new one every day but they upload they upload a video every day and it's always an old skit so eventually you'll see it if you follow the Comedy Central page. Oh, interesting. But it's like Shadow Comedy Central. Even like very often I'll watch a Key and Peele skit and I'm like I've seen this but like I forgot I forgot about it. It's fucking hilarious. Shout out so Key and Peele. Shouts. Um, I forgot what we were talking about. I got interrupted with drowning a man. Happens. Yeah, where'd that come from? Oh man. Um, oh, there's something about a Make-A-Wish. Oh, sad. Where'd that come from? <laughs> oh, oh, you music saved your life. Music did. Music did indeed save my life. Um, so we spun it funny. Thank goodness. Yes. Uh, we yeah. took a dark moment and made it funny. You that's did. that's you. what we did. Thanks for being here. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. You got it. You got you. it. And uh, yeah, that is great. And we actually, you know, it's that's a. Uh, like a that's a core thing of uh, Lomel too, like of music, like showing love for people and like being the person. Sometimes. Be love, show love. Yeah, being love and showing love. Like sometimes your music could be the thing that that saves people, and like that's something that I mean, I know it's it's a weird, almost a like a deep thing to say, you know, like but the you know people often do relate to music, and then that can. Uh, that can be a whole thing, so keeps people going, you know, in like it the does, dark times or whatever. Does. So it's uh it's nice. Music Music's great. Touches everybody. It does. Therapeutic. Hell yeah. We out here. Listening to here. music. Living. Being alive. Bars. 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 <laughs> yeah, you gotta get in this rap game. Bars. Yeah, I do need to get in the rap game. Bars. Yeah. You're right. You know what? You just inspired me. I got a new album coming twenty twenty two. <laughs> or called Boston's Big Five. Boston's called Boston's Big One. Boston's Big Five ever. Two. Me and Owen. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll do it. Los Dos. Los Dos. Los Dos. No, I'm excited. I mean, your guys. Owen E. Jack. See, <laughs> your guys' podcast has has really grown a lot, and I love seeing it. Thank yeah, you. we're having fun with it, man. It's good. Yeah, no, that's important. Yeah, we're having fun with it, and we're making a lot of good connections. Like it's. Obviously, you you know having you in our corner now. Like we've it's our third episode with you. It's been a couple of years since you came on first, and just like other people that we've had on multiple times, like had them you know been talking to them for a couple of years now. Like we're starting to develop these relationships where like we feel like we're kind of we're in the game now, you know, hmm. which you obviously are as well. So 
Yeah, feels like we're in the game. Us three are going to throw a lot of cool events this year. Hell yeah, Um, let's do it. I don't have a lot of South Shore locations, especially around this area. Because there's not a lot. But like, but like, it's a test. Like, you don't need a venue. Fucking sneaker store, dog. Yeah. Like we could throw a show in this basement. Yo, I was actually going to approach you about that. About throwing a show. Well, not today. I had this idea like like a month ago. I was like, Yo, how does Jen feel about? (laughs) Yeah. How does Jen feel feel about like a show down here? We'd have to talk to Jen about that. Just like a party down here. It's like a basement show, you know. Not a bad, not a bad gig. That's yeah. That could be fire. South Shore needs more hip hop venues. South Shore, get your shit together. Stop yeah, being we'll so goddamn them. white all the time. <laughs> Whoa, that was racist. I'm Whoa. sorry, was that racist? Cut that out. Cut, Cut that, that out. That out. Cut yeah. that out. <laughs> oh, man. Hashtag post-editing. Thank God we caught that market. market. Thank God we caught that. <laughs> um, I apologize to all the white people who were offended by my comment. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Jack's yeah. the bad boy this I podcast. think we should wrap it up. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> just cut the whole end off. Cut the whole thing. Scrap it. No, I'm yeah, just kidding. This was a great it. episode. No, terrific. Appreciate fuck, you. Terrific as always, bro. Fucking episode. We're going to throw shows over shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those wondering, when does this episode come out? Probably in a couple <laughs> weeks. We have. Um, Let's not lie to him now. A couple weeks. Well, 90's about to be posted next week, so it'll be a couple weeks. Well, I just, don't wanna promote, I just don't want to promote shows that are already like out. That have already happened. Like I've been talking about the show on Saturday, but like that'll have happened. Though. The show on yeah. Saturday is so is on six five. It was dope. So if you miss it, you miss it. It was dope. We got a few to get out before this one. Yeah, we definitely have a few. So uh, this is dude who who came out to the, who came out to the show. Everybody didn't dude. like. Oh my god, Jack! Was oh my there. god, Jack was, was there. Dude, that shit was lit. Dude, that shit was crazy. <laughs> was I heard Riff Raff came out. Yeah. <laughs> Riff Raff was there briefly. Dude, Riff Raff was there. Dude, dude, I heard Riff Ta- I heard Riff Raff played a cover of Tiptoe of My Jordans on an electric guitar. That was sick. He did. He did. Yeah, he did. No sick. fucking. You know who did that? Who did that though? Fucking Sway Casey at the Palmer Square show. Really? Remember that? The one in Boston. He did that. Were you there for Sway Casey? I don't know. I don't he, think he was so. The kid, feel good. Feel great. I, I must. He was one of the it. openers. He went after me. He, put, I, he fucking played. He played tiptoeing on your Jordans on an electric guitar. I do not remember. Fake that. fan. Sorry. I, fake I, I fan. Fake no, fan. You're not a real riff raff fan. Fake I fan. There, <laughs> I was there for Nasty and the Palmer Squares. I fuck with Nasty. <laughs> Shout dude, out Nasty. Dude, Stevie Ray was dope. He, I saw Stevie dude, Ray. Stevie Ray. Everyone get in the circle. And that was uh that was so interesting. Yeah, Stevie Ray is he's doing big things right now too. Actually, that showed me done. that showed me dude, the power. Shout out Don Def. Shout out Don. Dude, fuck, I fuck with Don Def. Yeah, I remember. We oh, I saw him. Don Def too, and the supervisor. Dude, he's been dropping some fire recently. He's yeah. always drop. He drops way too. He drop. He drops a lot of music, and I can't keep up with it. I feel that's, bad. I know that's that's like a lot of artists. Do you know G Fan Black? Oh yeah, dude. We played him a lot on the on the Wednesday. Oh stream. really? Yeah. That dude drops so much I fucking know. music, dude. I know. And it's all fire, and I try to keep up with it. I'm like, dude, I'm still listening to your last album. Like, I'm sorry. And he's so fire, though. But, like, I, I admire anyone who drops that much fucking music. I'm like, god damn, boy. You are working. I wish Big I- work. Sometimes I'm just, like, sometimes in my head, I get a little, like, jealous of people who drop music all the time. Yeah, but and that's it's not just always like the best. I know, I know. In high school, I used to get jealous. Like social, like in high school, like I wanted, to, I wanted to kill myself, 
and it it stemmed from same a, bro <laughs> it stemmed it stemmed from a point of being um un, not diagnosed at the time with depression or anxiety so i wasn't i wasn't medicated for it but i would go on facebook and just see everyone else just like having fun with their life uh, and i see that's the issue with social and media and i look at my life and i'm just like well, that's the issue the with social that's one of the bad things about social media i know we're constantly comparing ourselves to other people and it's horrible for our mental health bad it's horrible for our mental health it's not good but i know that like i wanted this album to drop in like february but yeah. I'm. It came out in March. I'm not fucking worried about. It. I mean, it came right. out in May. And, and I, you but I'm not worried, be worried about. It. about I should. It. I'm not worried Do about. It on it. your own. Time. It took as long time. On your it, own terms. It did. It came out on my own terms. It came right. out when it exactly. came out. Exactly. You can't think about what other people are doing, but it's so hard not to nowadays. Yep. with Social media. It's like we're always just comparing ourselves to other people. But like, I've played a. I've played 150 events in the last two years. There's always going to be another show. Like, there's always another show. Mm-hmm. And and and. If there's, if not, like if I don't get on this show, I'll get on the next one. And if right. I don't get on the next one, I'll get on yeah. the next one. And if I don't get on that one, I'll fucking book my own. Right. Like, Love it. that's the kind of mentality I have as far as this, as this hip hop shit. Like, I'll try to get opportunities and if, it, and if it doesn't work, I'll make my own opportunities. Hell yeah. Bars. Bars. <laughs> Bars. Killed it. All right. Yeah. Killed it. That was uh, honestly, yeah. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate um, you. I'm sure we'll Hero see you MC. again. When yeah. do you? How, how much you guys owe me for the night? Yeah, seven hundred. Yeah. I think is what we were saying. But yeah. Anyways, <laughs> BB four. BB four. This is it. This is it. Here of the MC. This is your third episode. Yeah. Word. Wrapped. So you're a veteran. Uh, you're a veteran now. You're well established. For whenever this um episode comes out. Our current Bars Over Bars show dates are as explained. On the 5th, we have a show at The Jungle. On the 12th, we have a show at Surefire Studios in Lowell. On the 16th, we have a show at Midway Cafe, which is my album party. At Ooh. on the eighteenth we have a part we have a show at Crispy Clean Kicks in Haverhill. The nineteenth yeah. we have a show in Sandown, New Hampshire. The twenty fifth we have a show at in New Bedford. The twenty sixth we have a show in Everything's planned in already. Yesbrook, Maine. No no, Yes Brewing in Westbrook, Maine. I always fucked that up. And then the only thing we have in July currently is um is a show at Midway Cafe. Nick Moody's coming up from New York. He's going to be a featuring performer on that. I just got I just got the text right now. Um, nothing big, but you know, it's cool to work in people who aren't from new England into the, into the, into the, you know, show love on both sides. Um, we're also planning a three day event at the Basque pot dispensary in Fairhaven. I don't know if you guys are familiar with that location, I'm not. but, uh, we're going to be looking for artists in the South shore area that are willing to, so you're doing a show at the dispensary. It's going to be outdoors, Out- That's but hmm. Awesome. I, I don't know. We don't know the full details. We're still trying to figure it out, but it is going to be a three-day event at the Basque. Sweet. Um, it is going to be a very cool event. Uh, we're thinking a lot of performers. So if you're a dope performer from the South Shore or you want to come up from Boston or whatever, just you know, come down, hang out, rock a set, that kind of thing. Just let me know. Cause it's not, like a squad it's event. It's not an yeah. open mic. We don't do open mics because then we can't curate the talent. We, yeah, book, yeah. we book purely on talent. I get a lot of people who send me messages, and sometimes it's not it. But it is what it is. I understand. Looking forward to it, though. Love it. Can't wait. Can't wait to get back out and around people and just, you know, feel the vibes. I'm pumped for it, too. Let's go. Dog, I've thrown so many shows, I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) Don't even know what you're talking about. Here are the MC everywhere. For the rest of us who quarantined. For the rest of us who (laughs) did what they were supposed to do. (laughs) Wore our masks. You see the sign? Thank you for social distancing. Yes. 
Thank you, everyone, for social distancing. But you, you don't have to anymore. It's fine. Yeah, it's just magically yeah, it's over. over. It's, it's over. just magically over. <laughs> it, it, it no later. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, Hero the MC everywhere. Hero the MC. Bars. Go get that new album. Bars. Right now. Polyvinyl Chloride. Polyvinyl Chloride, available on all platforms. Whoa, radio. Whoa. <laughs> where'd you find this? <laughs> all right, yeah. Damn, son, where'd you find this? Practice. All right. <laughs> Practice. Anyways, yeah, wrapped. It's a wrap.